0: Section sixteen of the Colonel's Dream. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White. The Colonel's Dream by Charles Chestnut. Section sixteen. Chapter sixteen. Little Phil had grown very fond of old Peter who seemed to lavish upon the child all of his love and devotion for the dead generations of the french family the colonel had taught phil to call the old man uncle peter after the kindly southern fashion of slavery days which denying to negroes the forms of address applied to white people found in the affectionate terms of relationship mammy auntie and uncle designations that recognized the respect due to age and yet lost when applied to slaves their conventional significance there was a strong sympathy between the intelligent child and the undeveloped old negro they were more nearly on a mental level leaving out of course the factor of peter's experience than could have been the case with one more generously endowed than peter who though by nature faithful had never been unduly bright little phil became so attached to his old attendant that between peter and the treadwell ladies the colonel's housekeeper had to give him very little care on Sunday afternoons the Colonel and Phil and Peter would sometimes walk over to the cemetery. The family lot was now kept in perfect order. The low fence around it had been repaired and several leaning headstones straightened up. But guided by a sense of fitness and having before him the awful example for which Fetters was responsible, the Colonel had added no gaudy monument nor made any alterations which would disturb the quiet beauty of the spot or its harmony with the surroundings in the northern cemetery where his young wife was buried he had erected to her memory a stately mausoleum in keeping with similar memorials on every hand but here in this quiet graveyard where his ancestors slept their last sleep under the elms and the willows display would have been out of place he had however placed a wrought-iron bench underneath the trees where he would sit and read his paper while little phil questioned old peter about his grandfather and his great-grandfather their prowess on the hunting-field, and the wars they fought in. And the old man would delight in detailing, in his rambling and disconnected manner, the past glories of the French family. It was always a new story to fill, and never grew stale to the old man. If Peter could be believed, there were never white folks so brave, so learned, so wise, so handsome, so kind to their servants, so just to all with whom they had dealings. Phil developed a very great fondness for these dead ancestors whose graves and histories he soon knew as well as Peter himself. With his lively imagination he found pleasure, as children often do, in looking into the future. The unoccupied space in the large cemetery lot furnished him food for much speculation. "'Papa,' he said, upon one of these peaceful afternoons, "'there's room enough here for all of us, isn't there, you and me and Uncle Peter?' Yes, Phil, said his father. There's room for several generations of Frenches yet to sleep with their fathers. Little Phil then proceeded to greater detail. Here, he said, next to grandfather will be your place, and here next to that will be mine, and here next to me will be-but no, he said pausing reflectively, that ought to be saved for my little boy, when he grows up and dies, that is, when I grow up and have a little boy and he grows up, and grows old, and dies, and leaves a little boy, and—' "'But where will Uncle Peter be?' "'Never mind me, honey,' said the old man. "'They can put me somewhere else. It don't matter about me.' "'No, Uncle Peter, you must be here with the rest of us. For you know, Uncle Peter, I'm so used to you now that I should want you to be near me then.' Old Peter thought to humour the lad. "'Put me down here. At the foot of the lot, little Mars feel under this elm tree oh papa exclaimed phil demanding the colonel's attention uncle peter and i have arranged everything you know uncle peter is to stay with me as long as i live and when he dies he is to be buried here at the foot of the lot under the elm tree where he'll be near me all the time and near the folks that he knows and that know him all right phil you see to it you'll live longer but papa IF I SHOULD DIE FIRST, AND THEN UNCLE PETER, AND YOU LAST OF ALL, YOU'LL PUT UNCLE PETER NEAR ME, WON'T YOU, PAPA? WHY, BLESS YOUR LITTLE HEART, PHIL. OF COURSE YOUR DADDY WILL DO WHATEVER YOU WANT, IF HE'S HERE TO DO IT. BUT YOU WILL LIVE, PHIL, PLEASE GOD, UNTIL I AM OLD AND BENT AND WHITE-HAIRED, AND YOU ARE A GROWN MAN WITH A BEARD AND A LITTLE BOY OF YOUR OWN. YES, SAH, ECHOED THE OLD SERVANT until old Peter's bones is long since crumbled into dust. None of the French's ain't never died till they was done growed up. On the afternoon following the colonel's visit to Mink Run, old Peter, when he came for Phil, was obliged to stay long enough to see the antics of the mechanical mule. And had not that artificial animal suddenly refused to kick and lapsed into a characteristic bulkiness for which there was no apparent remedy, it might have proved difficult to get Phil away. "'There, Philip, dear, never mind,' said Miss Laura. "'We'll have Ben mend it for you when he comes next time, "'and then you can play with it again.' "'Peter had brought with him some hooks and lines, "'and he and Phil, after leaving the house, "'followed the bank of the creek, "'climbing a fence now and then "'until they reached the old mill site, "'upon which work had not yet begun. "'They found a shady spot, "'and seating themselves upon the bank, "'baited their lines and dropped them into a quiet pool.' For quite a while their patience was unrewarded by anything more than a nibble. By and by a black cat came down from the ruined mill and sat down upon the bank at a short distance from them. "'I reckon we'll have to move, honey,' said the old man. "'We ain't going to have no luck fishing against no old black cat.' "'But cats don't fish, Uncle Peter, do they?' "'Law, chile, you'll never know what them critters can do till you's washed em as long as I has. Keep your eye on that one now.' The cat stood by the stream in a watchful attitude. Suddenly she darted her paw into the shallow water and with a lightning-like movement drew out a small fish, which she took in her mouth and retired with it a few yards up the bank. "'Just look at that old devil,' said Peter. "'Playing with that fish just like it was a mouse. She'll be coming down here directly, telling us to go away from her fishing grounds.' "'Why, Uncle Peter,' said Phil incredulously, "'cats can't talk.' can't they who say they couldn't ain't miss Gracella and me been telling you right along about br'er rabbit and br'er fox and the other creatures talkin' and going on just like folks yes uncle peter but those were just stories they didn't really talk did they law honey said the old man with a sly twinkle in his roomy eye you was the smartest little white boy i ever knowed but you has got a monstrous heat to learn yet child." "'Nobody ain't done told you about the black cat in the haunted house, is they?' "'No, Uncle Peter. You tell me.' "'I didn't know it, but Miss Grassella mata told you. She knows most all the tales.' "'No, she hasn't. You tell me about it, Uncle Peter.' "'Well,' said Peter, "'does you remember that cold black man that drives the lumber-wagon?' "'Yes, he goes by our house every day, on the way to the sawmill.' "'Well, it all happened long ere—' He has gone along the street one day when he heard two gentlemen. One of them was old Mars Tom Sellers, and I forgot the other. But they's talking about that old haunted house down by the creek, about a mile from here, on the other side of town, where we went fishing last week. Did you remember the place? Yes, I remember the house. Well, as dis here Jeff, that's the wagon driver's name, as dis here Jeff come up to dis here two gentlemen, one of them was saying, i bet five dollars they ain't ne'er a man in this town would stay in that haunted house all night this here jeff he up and says says he "Excuse me sir but if you'll allow me to speak sir i knows a man what'll stay in that old haunted house all night what is a haunted house uncle peter asked phil why lord child a haunted house is a house where there's haunts and what are haunts uncle peter Haunts, honey, is spirits of dead folks that comes back and hangs round where they used to live. Do all spirits come back, Uncle Peter? No, child, breast the Lord, no. Only the bad ones. What has been so wicked they can't rest in their graves. Folks like your granddaddy and your grandmammy, and all the Frenches, they don't none of them come back, for they was all good people, and is all gone to heaven. But I'm forgetting the tale. "'Well, who's the man? Who's the man?' asks Mr. Sellers, when Jeff told him they was somebody what had stay in the old haunted house all night. "'I'm the man,' says Jeff. "'I ain't scared of no haunt that ever walked, and I sleep in graveyards by preference. "'Fact, I just naturally likes to talk to haunts. "'You pay me $5, and I'll agree to stay in that old house "'from 9 o'clock till daybreak.' They talked to Jeff for a while, and they made a bargain with him. They give him one dollar down and promise him four mo in the morning if he stayed till the end. So when he got the dollar, he went uptown and spent it, and long about nine o'clock he took a lamp and went down to the old house and went inside and shut the door. There was a rickety old table sitting in the middle of the floor. He sat the lamp on the table. Then he looked round the room and all the corners and up the chimney to see that there wasn't nobody near nothing hiding in the room. Then he tried all the windows and fastened the door, so they couldn't nobody near nothing get in. Then he fetched a old rickety chair from one corner and set it by the table and sat down. He was sitting there, nodding his head, studdin' about them other four dollars, and what he was going to buy with him. When by and by he kind of dozed off, and before he noted, he was sitting there fast asleep. When he woke up, long about eleven o'clock, the lamp had burned down kind of low. He heard a little noise behind him and looked round, and there sitting in the middle of the floor was a big black tom cat with his tail curled up over his back, looking up at Jeff with both his two big yellow eyes. Jeff rubbed his eyes to see if he was weak, and whilst he sat there wondering where that hole was that that old cat come in at, first thing he knowed, the old cat was sitting right upside him, on the table, with his tail quired up round the lamp chimney jeff look at the black cat and the black cat look at jeff then the black cat opened his mouth and showed his teeth and says he good evening good evening sir spun jeff trembling in the knees and kind of edging away from the table they ain't nobody here but you and me is they says the black cat winking one eye no sir said jeff as he made for the dough and quick as i can get out of here they ain't gone be nobody here but you "'Is that all, Uncle Peter?' asked Phil, when the old man came to a halt with a prolonged chuckle. "'Huh? Is that all? No, there's more to tell, but that's enough to prove that black cats can do more than little white boys allow they can. Did Jeff go away? Did he go away? Why, child, he just flew away. Before he got to the door-house ever remember, he remembered he had locked it, so he didn't stop to try to pry it open. But went straight out in the window, quicker than lightning, and carried the sash long wid him, and he'd been in such powerful haste that he knocked the lamp over and liked to set the house on fire. He never got the other four dollars, Cos, case he didn't stay in the old haunted house all night, but he allowed he surely earned the one dollar he'd had already. Why didn't he want to talk to the black cat, Uncle Peter? Why didn't he want to talk to the black cat? Who ever heard of such a question? He didn't want to talk with no black cat cause he was scared. Black cats bring enough bad luck when they don't talk, let alone when they does. I should like said Phil reflectively to talk to a black cat. I think it would be great fun. keep away from em child, keep away from em There's some things too deep for little boys to project with, and black cats is one of em They moved down the stream and were soon having better luck. Uncle Peter. Said Phil, while they were on their way home, there couldn't be any haunts at all in the graveyard where my grandfather is buried, could there? Graciella read a lot of the tombstones to me one day, and they all said that all the people were good and were resting in peace and had gone to heaven. Tombstones always tell the truth, don't they, uncle peter Happens so honey happens so de French tombstones does, and as to de rest, I ain't goin to em nohow for if I did. The folks on em might come back and haunt me just for spite. End of section 16. Recording by James K. White. Chula Vista.